Hey, it's Adele. We are back with the Rolling in the Deep podcast. Today's episode is going to be a follow-up from, I believe it's episode number one, (laughs) Being Married to a Boss. We've got Drew back over here, also known as Mr. Babies on Broadway. And I told him, um, and also Summer, my, my gal Summer over here, that he had to come back and do a follow-up to this podcast or I wasn't airing the first one. Like, that's really what this comes down to because last time after we left here, the goal was to really try to get in your brain and talk about, like, what it's like being married to an entrepreneur, someone who runs visionary straight ahead. And, well, let's just be real. I got home. <laughs> and... Yep. I got angry. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, I did not realize I was going to walk into this. Like, I thought it went well. I thought we had a nice little podcast and that the world was well. And I could tell by your posture when I walked in that you were irritated with me. Mm-hmm. And then he threw you under the bus, too. I just want to let you know. Like, not only were was he irritated with me, but Summer was also irritated with me because I just, I made them show up and do this podcast. And I didn't tell anyone we were going to be on camera. So this was the first reason why you decided you were irritated with me because I never tell you what we're doing, right? Yeah. yeah. It's probably, it might be real legit. I yeah. mean, that, that sounds you, you like, didn't really that tell does me. often happen. Yeah, yeah. You didn't really I tell me the, the scope of this, that there'd be a camera and that this would be like readily available on like Facebook. So, you know. Where did you think it was going? I don't know. Like <laughs> baby podcast land. <laughs> Not sure. You agreed to be on it though. Yeah, I did, but I didn't. I I did, but I I just didn't have much time to like process what I was getting involved with. I gave a good forty-eight hour notice, which I feel like is longer than most notices that I would give to people. Not the most terrible of notices. (laughs) (laughs) So now I said I'm not airing it because I feel like here's the deal. I initially I said you lied to the public. I was really mad about this because I'm like I'm not airing this because essentially you are clearly upset about this and you didn't get out what you needed to get out on air or whatever you want to call this. And I'm not airing it. I'm either not airing it or you're coming back for part two because you need to be truthful with this because we want people to get a real life view. So I was saying he lied to the dang public, but we did correct ourselves earlier today. And what I I feel that happened, and maybe you have something to say. You look like you got something to say. No? He's scared of me, you guys, I think. Um, he, I don't think you lied, but what essentially you told me was like, one, you said sort of what you thought people wanted to hear, what I wanted you to say. That's what you were doing. Like you were trying to protect my image almost in a way because I am very imperfect and it is a hot mess living with me. And that's what we were really trying to get at was like, what's it like living with me? Like, I think people want to know. And then you're like protecting my image, which is nice of you, but not necessary. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we brought you back and now you're going to get into the deep. You're going to roll in this deep with us and tell us really what you think about being married to an entrepreneur, a visionary, like what that's like from your, your angle. Um, well, today, um, I've grown a large fear that an exotic cat will be showing up at our house, which would be cat number five. <laughs> Hermes? Hermes. Hermes. So I've... I don't know. That's kind of, kind of what today brought. Yeah. I mean, I do understand your fear of that. I have started naming these thoughts that I have instead of like visionary ideas, intrusive thoughts. They come into my mind often of things that I think I should do that 
have value and oftentimes I run straight ahead. And I was actually talking to Summer this morning about how another entrepreneur was in last week, I think, getting some gifts Mm -hmm. at the store. And she was telling me about a new business adventure she was going to take on. And she actually used the words, I don't know. I mean, I think it's cute that my husband thinks that I would actually consult him on something before doing it. But basically, it's just like by the time I'm telling him about it, the train is like parked at the station. (laughs) And I was like, oh, see, it's not just me. You know, Mm -hmm. I think it's a thing. But um, yeah, I'll try not to to get Hermes. We'll follow up on that later. But five cats does seem crazy. And you feel like he's coming home? We could call him Ermy. I mean... It was like with the last cat, all of a sudden you're just showing me pictures of cats, pictures of cats. Mm-hmm. And it's like, <laughs> lo and behold, uh-huh. here comes a cat. <laughs> they do stress by. This is a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that wasn't the worst thing that I've ever actually did to you. In fact, last time you said it was that, I made you work on your birthday. Yes. And you still feel that way? Yes. Wow. He really does love birthdays. I missed this love language completely in our relationship. Like, I'll take note that apparently you are a birthday lover as an adult. Well, you know, I just, you know, maybe not like a surprise work event on a birthday would be a good thing. Like my work event? Yeah. On your birthday? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. You'd just like to relax on your birthday? Yeah. Okay. Well, what are other things about like, like what's... What's a good example you could give of like, what is it really like being married to a messy entrepreneur? Like give us insight to your day. It's messy. Exactly. Why? Because you work nonstop. Your brain's always thinking. What does that leave you doing? <laughs> it leaves me doing most of the other things that you need to do. Get done like housework. Do you, you kind of like it though. I do kind of like it, to be honest. It is kind of, I don't know that we'd necessarily be like a good matching couple to be spending like every every waking minute of the weekend together. Is it lonely? No. Well, you're a loner. I'm a loner, so. No, I get it. I'm a loner too. Mm-hmm. But do you- Sometimes I wonder if it's lonely. Just by observation, you know? No, to be honest, I've always kind of thought of it as being a loner is kind of a little bit of a little perk. Get my me time. Ah. But do you feel like you miss out on anything? Like, do you feel like... Oh, yes. I think we miss out on a whole bunch. I'm not saying we. I'm talking about you. Do I miss out on anything? (laughs) I know I miss out on a lot. (laughs) Like, or even like with our relationship, do you feel like that there's a missing link? Is that part lonely sometimes just because you feel like I'm not present? Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Like, in what ways? Well, you know, the work doesn't necessarily stop for you when you get home. You're usually still working or grinding on something, mm-hmm. and you're not, you not. You might be just sitting there eating dinner with me, but I can s- see your brain going. <laughs> yeah, the brain never does stop. And how do you think it is? Like, how do your friends think about it? Like, do they like your friends that are in more traditional roles, that maybe either like both household members are working, or you know the general like perception of like the husband being maybe like a breadwinner and equal like do they give you crap about it do you like I I don't think that they put two and two together really no not at all like if they if I get invited to something on the weekend and I say no I'm gonna be with the kids when they were young or if there's a hockey event I think they just really don't like understand that okay if I'm asking Drew to do something He's kind of got to clear it with the, the home unit and 
one of one of the main players is running a business. So really, because like I did happen to read this text message one time, this thread. Because sometimes <laughs> this is not. Mm. I don't recommend this to any married couple out there. But I do sometimes hop on Drew's phone. All yep. the time. All the time. And Maybe in the comments, feel free to throw if if you've done it. <laughs> I mean, who else does it? Like, right. I think we need to be Let's honest hear about people this. Because I know there's people out there who do this, and I would not like it if you did it to me. So I appreciate that you don't do it back, and I don't know why I do it. <laughs> I it's just like a legit curiosity thing, and partly just because you're so so silly on your Google searches that they do make me giggle. Yeah, I, I when you when I know you've looked through my phone, I'm never like worried about anything, but I know I probably gave you something to giggle about. <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes he's worried. But I did see this thread one time on your phone where you were talking with your friends, and that's why I asked you about this. Like, okay, guys, I got to tell you about my first world problems today. Do you remember this thread? Yes. <laughs> so I don't know why you're over here telling the public again oh, that your no. friends don't get onto this because they think they do because you share this with them. So you're like, well, my wife, she went and bought a cabin, and <laughs> I'm really upset about it. That's what you said. Yeah. And then I read this thread after you tell me, like, straight to my face, you aren't that upset about it. Well, no, I, cabins are great. But were you really upset about it? Why Initially, text, yes. Why you text your friends that? Because I was upset. Well, why were you upset? I was upset that you did it without conversating with me. Because how does it affect you? Because it affects me a lot. Because in particular, a cabin, there's a lot of things that come with that that is going to become my job. So I need to look at it and see it. Yeah. Like docks, boat lifts, lawn mode, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Because at the end, it's probably going to be my task. So it'd just be appreciated when you make that decision if I'm involved. Yeah. So I think they made a comment back to you about like losing your masculinity. So like, do you feel like in some ways I have demasculinized you? That might be a word and it might not. Once. <laughs> Once. <laughs> Well, let's hear that. No, one time. Because huh? it sticks out clearly. Yeah. The Andrew Starin incident. Which one? Is Starin or Starin? With, <laughs> like, Mr. Oh, husband Starin. Husband Starin. When you went to that wedding. Or, no, the cancer gala. Indy. The Indy event. We talked about this last You really time. liked that. Well, I that thought one it was kind of stung. I thought it was giggly. Yeah. I mean, they did put husband star in, which is not Drew's last name at all, in mm -hmm. fact. <laughs> nope. And I think legally, if we really want to put this out on the table, <laughs> if we're talking about names, my legal last name is not Starin. It's not Chisholm. It's Butler. Because mm -hmm. somebody wanted it changed and it's probably wasn't the smartest thing I've ever done because I just have a lot in my other name as no. we've discussed but yeah I never wanted you to change your name it creates a lot of headaches it does the... it wasn't Drew for the audience it it may have been his mo my mother-in-law just wanting a unit under her last name to live on in a legacy mm -hmm. potentially so I did it but I really haven't changed anything. In fact, I have a passport that says one thing, a driver's license that says another thing, and a social security card that says another thing. It's a real mess, and it is on my to-do list this year to clean this up because I don't even know what last name I am. I'm multiple last names. On Fridays at work, like me and my coworkers, we ask each other, what are you guys doing over at the Stye's house? And they respond, what are you guys doing over at the Butler Chisholm Star House? <laughs> is the three-name household. 
no matter really how you look at it. Mm -hmm. But I, so do you feel when that's not, there's not just one time you felt demasculized, like, like you, you have to feel it more than that. Or do you really not care? Um, I really don't care. I guess when we lived in Little Falls and I, you know, Adele's from Little Falls and everyone knows her in town. And I guess when we got married, I didn't grow up in Little Falls. I felt like everyone in town, and they probably did know who I knew who I was, but mm -hmm. I had no idea who anyone was. So when we moved out of that small community. I don't know. It's been a little bit better in that regard. A little bit easier, but once yeah. in a while you'll get thrown for a loop in Coburn's. Oh yeah. Like if we actually go to the grocery store together, it's still happening once in a while. Like where it's like, babies on Broadway. Yeah. Like that they know me. Well, there was one particular time I think I was running for you getting chairs and tables for some whatever event at the Little Falls Ballroom, and I'm kind of having a haggard day, and I'm walking up to the Little Falls Ballroom, and there's about like, I don't know, 10 middle-aged women, and I'm smoke a ci smoking a cigarette wearing really crappy clothes, <laughs> and they all go, I had no idea who any of them are, and they go, hey, Drew, how's it going? And I was just like, what? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Busted. Yeah. I didn't even know you smoked. No. <laughs> it's a bad habit. You should quit. We're not endorsing smoking in any way. No, it's bad. Yep. <laughs> but it's really relaxing. Oh. And we're glad you were honest about it since we are back here to be honest. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Because I think that there's more to it. Like, you were really upset when I got home that night. And you were not happy at all about me making you be on a podcast. And, like, you had a lot of feelings about it. I did. And you need to share them. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, um, I guess in our relationship, you run this business 24-7, and it's like the top priority. It becomes a top priority for me, for our family, for our kids. Something's needed with the business. It's run and go. And it's like, well, hey, I also have an 8 to 4.30 job that um, most people do have, and that's okay. And it wasn't easy to get my position either, so... Yeah, I mean, you, you truly, at the end of the day, have a position a lot of people would like to have, is considered a very good, respectable job. You are a DNR forestry officer. I'm a forestry technician, but I am a forest officer. You have a badge. I know, but I can't do anything with it. I think you can write <laughs> tickets to the recruits. Yeah, just, just a couple <laughs> Or the firing, the guys that like to burn when they shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that is your actual ticket writing, not the raccoons. Mm-hmm. It's the people who burn fires. And you spent years being a wildland firefighter, mm -hmm. right? Yep. You were a squad boss. Mm -hmm. He's a squad boss. So, like, I'm a boss married to a boss. I'm just bossier. True. Yes. <laughs> so you were a squad boss. You were a, you even worked on, like, a hot shot crew? Uh, no, but I was a seasonal employee for, like, a good number of years after college, just trying to get full-time employment. Got it. Yeah. So a lot of people want your job, essentially. And like, like to talk about things at the DNR. In fact, every year you go to the state fair and you talk to people at the about DNR things that people like to talk about. There's Smokey the Bear. Mm -hmm. There's like the little hose thing that that people like to play with, and they yeah. come and they talk to you with your badge on. Yep. <laughs> and somewhere along the lines, you've became Mr. Babies on Broadway. Do you feel like that like impedes like just your life in general, or do you? No, I don't. You don't? No, I don't. You don't care? That's the honest truth. You're giving us the honest truth today? Giving you the honest truth. Do you, do you think it's like an exciting ride just to go along with my visionary ideas? or? Yes, I do. 
That's good. <laughs> I'm be, here, right? You, exactly. You did come back. A lot bigger issues if, there were, <laughs> if you didn't think it was. So last time we tried to give people like three tips to being married to an entrepreneur or a visionary, okay? We made Drew come back because I still feel like I still feel like he's holding back a little bit because the reality is <laughs> during this fight that we had, he looked at me at one point and he said, I am Andrew Butler and I am a DNR forestry. <laughs> you said officer. <laughs> and I, your badge has a number. What's your number? I don't even know. He told me a number. I feel like he knows. <laughs> 78095. It could be. Who knows? Sure. <laughs> and he's like, I am not Mr. Babies on Broadway. I am not... Mr. Podcast, I think <laughs> is what you called yourself. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> and so I He feel said he was young blood. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my son's been calling him lately. Yes. Young blood. I don't know what that means. It could have some bad meaning. And if it does, we're sorry. We're we sorry. We don't know. <laughs> like, it's a teenager. It's Drew's nickname from Remington. <laughs> <laughs> from Remington, my older son. But I was thinking about this after this argument we had, like, what would be a tip? And I think we talked about both ways. But, yes, I did not tell you there was going to be a camera because in my mind, I thought that was a very trivial detail to this whole thing. I also didn't realize, I mean, you listen to podcasts, don't you? Yeah, like... I don't even listen to them. I don't even know where they live. But, like, I know that they're just not on baby podcast land. So that's <laughs> not a thing. So I, I feel like when you signed up for this, you knew it was going to be out to the public. But I think you had more time to process, like, oh, your friends could listen to this. Yep. That was one thing that you kept saying to me. Why does that matter? Or why is that important if your friends listen to it? I don't know. I mean, if we're talking about our personal lives and stuff, kind of, you know, airing the laundry, so to speak, it's just you know, kind of get it, get around your head of. You're trying to be reserved. I feel like. I'm always trying to be reserved. I don't believe that <laughs> for a moment in time at all, <laughs> at all. But anyways, one of the things I thought about that I could have been more considerate with was being more direct with you. Like I did give you more notice than normal. So I was proud of myself for that, but I was like, well, maybe I need to be more detailed about what that actually entails yeah absolutely okay so then now it's your turn to like give the public advice on like what is one tip or two tips that you could give people for being married to like an entrepreneur who's very visionary like this this thought of like running like full speed ahead and like literally i'm already at the train station before the idea is really getting to you right Mm-hmm. well if you're definitely going to be like a partner in a marriage with the entrepreneur and you're going to support her business and her ideas and decisions, you definitely need to expect the unexpected and roll with it. Does talking back ever help if you don't roll with it, per se? Does talking back ever help if you don't roll with it? I mean... Be honest. Yeah, I would say so. Do you think it helps? Talking back? Yeah, you mean like countering my idea. I was thinking like, like... you if know, there was if something you don't roll you, with something like she asks you she's in vision brain and she's out of here and you don't want to roll how's that go over not rolling i mean adele will move she will move forward with it <laughs> <laughs> okay i will speak my piece on what i think and i think we'll move on and uh, i think we're pretty good at that yeah i can think of some examples where i have been stringently told actually not to do an idea that 
I didn't tell him I was doing, but like, I do these things where I like drop hints, you know, like pictures of kitties, pictures of kitties. (laughs) And then the cat is available at our house. Yeah. And so I have been told, I have, yep, even like, I think the St. Cloud Star could be an example, right? Yeah, definitely. Where Drew was like, look, like, I tell you this all the time. You bite off more than you can chew. This is in that category, you know, so I'm going to, I'm going to say it once kind of but I'll support you if you do it. So we did it, right? St. Cloud is open. And it's certainly been tumultuous and bumpy, and I've had moments of hard, and you've done a really good job with that, of not throwing the I told you so bomb in my face. It's more just like I told you I'd support you. This sucks that you're going through this currently. So that would be like a good example of more proper communication (laughs) that we probably have. The unfortunate part is I did it anyways, right? Because you're correct. If he talks, talk back, I don't know if that's the right word. If he objects to one of my ideas, I do give it thought. I'll give it a second thought or a third thought of like, okay, how does this impact us? Like, what is the value? What's the end tunnel? And if I still see the end tunnel, I'm probably going to just jump and go for it, unfortunately. Um, But we've also had moments where you love this and you love these moments sometimes, you really do, where you are like, you overdid it. (laughs) And this is your fault. And you are going to swim in your own hole that you've dug yourself. Yeah, I mean. satisfying sometimes. (laughs) Who doesn't like to say I told you so sometimes? Right. But I really try not to. Yeah. But there's, it's actually a lot of times it's regarding the cats. Because we've had a real (laughs) tough cat run lately. And then this idea comes up to like potentially getting even more cats involved in this picture. And Drew is like... He says things to, like, my baby girl cat, my baby Ruthie. Like, he says that he tried to protect her, and he told. <laughs> he says things to her, like, over me, like. He throws tried, you under the bus. Yeah, he's like, her. I tried to tell your mom not to do this. I tried to, what do you say all the time? I advocated for you. I advocated for Ruthie. <laughs> you should probably, like, lay out the context on it. But after the cat that Adele bought was an extremely exotic wild animal who just, like, wants to play and bite Ruth and she's just terrified and pooping and shitting all over the house. Yep, it's a problem that we have right now. And the reason we're talking about Hermes potentially coming home is because Fendi might need a friend that's at his level. And I know that sounds really neurotic, but we are having issues with it. Terrible idea. Yep. And so this on the is, record. It's stated on the record on Rolling in the Deep podcast. If we follow up and Hermes has made it home. That means oh, <laughs> God. some major problems. Like we have a large hamster wheel that our cats have to run in because we have so many of them. And Ruthie runs out of stress and she has started literally pooping on this wheel. Yeah. And it's it's out of control. So yeah, we do. But he yells things at her like, I advocated for you. And I'm like, you did, and I must don't tell her that. But it's true. So there is a good like I told you so moment that you get yeah okay let's follow it up with one maybe summer has a piece of advice summer comes from a deep mental health background i think i mentioned Mm -hmm. this on my podcast before and and the next episode like that you're going to hear from us actually is going to focus on some of that of hers and i will say what it is it is a s give it to me this is so fun a master m s s yes i know there's an extra s m s s w that is a a rare degree actually (laughs) So, yes. Oh, insight. I don't know. I think I'm glad Drew came back. 
and kind of gave us the real spiel. I, th I still think he's reserving. I think he'll be a follow-up guest here. He has oh, a, without a doubt. He has a hard time getting it out what he really feels in there, don't you? Yeah, that's true. And you don't have to protect my reputation. I am hard to live with. Like, I'm not out here to say any different. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to live with a train wreck like myself sometimes. Um, but yeah, what's a piece of advice you think for a married couple with weird role, role reversal? for one thing, and then one that kind of steamrolls the other. I don't know. I feel like you both have very valuable careers that you give your time to, mm -hmm. and that it would be important, or if I was, let's say, per se, Drew, I would want to make sure that there's mutual value felt between the two of you. Yeah, and we do really, I think we actually do a really good job with our finances, too. We don't get too mad about it ever. No, no, we don't. So that's something I think, like, communication is always key, right? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it comes out later, what you're really thinking. Yeah. So, well, anyways, that's, we're going to wrap it up, just giving you pieces of advice. We just wanted to bring Drew back to air his dirty laundry, to be quite honest with you, because I was real upset about last time, coming home, he's mad, so he's back. Special guest, Drew. <laughs> Husband, starring. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we hope you guys follow us on all of our social media channels. We've got Instagram, Facebook. Obviously, follow the Rolling in the Deep podcast for more episodes. A little bit of baby's life, business, beyond. We're just here to bring you some, some entertainment and insight to our lives. So we'll see you guys later.